Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. It is a lovely Friday, about two weeks out from camp. And two-parter today, two very different topics. I uh, talked about how ESPN is putting out their position ranks. Well, two more positions came out since we talked last, running back and tight end. So let's dig into that from a Steeler perspective. I didn't know that Najee Harris would get any attention, to be honest with you, but they have three categories. They have a top 10 they have honorable mentions. I assume those are guys that got multiple votes. And then there's a last category of also receiving votes. And Najee came in that last category. He So somebody put him in the top 10. And I assume how this works is Jeremy Fowler asked a bunch of people around the league, give us your top 10 at every position. And if you got in there in any way, you're going to get mentioned in some way, shape or form. So he's in the category of also receiving votes with Denver's Javante Williams, Miles Sanders, who's now a Panther, and A.J. Dillon from the Packers. So behind guys like Kenneth Walker, Ramondre Stevens, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, Damian Pierce, and Aaron Jones. Those were the honorable mentions. So not much to really unpack there, and I don't disagree with any of it. Um, Pat Fryermuth came in the top 10, though, of tight ends. And frankly, I thought he was a smidge lower. I think he came in ninth. Let me just double check that. Yeah, he is ninth. Dawson Knox is eight from Buffalo. I definitely would have Fryermuth ahead of Knox. And Fryermuth is just behind Evan Ingram from the Jags. I would also have him over Ingram. Ingram had a really good year, though. Kyle Pitts, who's really hard. I don't know where you put him, but I'd probably have him high. Hawkinson, Waller. So this is good company. I mean, this is where Fryermuth basically belongs to me. I'd probably have him one spot higher, but we're splitting hairs. Um, so here's what they had to say about Fryermuth. And I do very, very much believe, and I keep reiterating that with this, that the arrow's going up. You know, I think there's a better chance if he's nine this year, there's a better chance that next year he's eight than he is 10. You know what I mean? Or uh, so, so here's what they had to say about him. Steelers' journey to replace Heath Miller has been a long one. Since Miller's retirement, the Steelers have started guys like Ladarius Green, Jesse James, Vance McDonald, and Eric Ebron. Fryermuth is the long-term solution. Becoming the first player in franchise history to record 60 receptions in each of his first two seasons. I actually didn't realize that. First player, not just tight end. 60 receptions in the first two seasons. So here's some of the quotes. The guy is just a football player. Savvy route runner, good hands. will mix it up as a blocker. Uh, he's solid, probably gets more love than he should because he plays for the Steelers and is local, Penn State, and has a Heath-ish aura about him. I don't really agree with any of that. I don't know that any of you love him more because he's Penn State or he reminds you of Heath. I mean, whatever. I mean, that's fine. I, I don't agree with that. And then here's another little nugget from him, too, is all nine of Friar Moose com- touchdowns have come in the red zone, tying for fifth most among tight ends in that area over the past two seasons. So we've talked about this a ton. Steelers haven't scored enough touchdowns. Red zone's bad. Kenny's bad in, in the red zone. Not enough passing touchdowns. True, 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 true. But Fryermuth isn't the problem. So he's part of the solution and is going to do his best work in the in the red zone. So here's a couple other stats I dug up about Fryermuth. Then we'll go to break and then I'm going to talk about a totally different topic. So I think one of the best receiving stats is yards per route run. Every time you leave the line of scrimmage, on average, how many yards do you produce? So that that's on you to get open, 
but it's also on the quarterback, and that part's not great, that he has to get you the football, you know. But in tar- terms of yards per route run, which is a great production stat, Fryermuth was only behind Kelsey, Andrews, Goddard, and Kittle. They're like the four best tight ends in the league. This might shock you. So even though he didn't score any touchdowns from outside the red zone, and boy, how often do we talk about need to need more explosive plays, need more explosive plays. So another nugget I dug up is per game, how many 15 plus yard receptions do you average per game? If you play, play 10 games, do you get seven out of 10, 10 of those games? Do you get a 15 plus yard reception? Hope I'm explaining that all right. But anyway, he in that category, he's only behind Kelsey. Goddard, Andrews, Kittle, Pitts, Greg Dolchich is a player I really like. And that's it. So, I mean, that's really good cat, you know, company to keep as well. And then here's the last little nugget on him is Fryermuth has been targeted on 22.1% of his pass routes last season. That ranks fourth out of the 28 tight ends that had at least 300 routes run. So, he's getting a big chunk of the target share. Fourth most in terms of target share for his team of all the tight ends that are used heavily. You know what I mean? They've run 300 routes or more. So good stuff there on Fryermuth. I agree with 99% of it. Um, Be back in a minute. Now we'll talk a little bit about the Steelers salary cap. sip of coffee there this is in Warren Sharp's guide but it's stuff you can find everywhere and I don't know the exact date it was taken because salary caps and contracts are always ever changing you know you sign somebody it moves us a little but this was probably what's we call I'm gonna randomly call it 4th of July beginning of July during the dead period and if it's one number off so be it get over it so last year, they were the Steelers were 32nd in offensive cap spending. 32nd. They were first in defensive cap spending. I'm sure a lot of you knew that, but okay. Um this year their offense is 20th in terms of spending. So it went from 32 to 20. You know, Salamalu, different contracts kick in, you know, etc. Defense is still second in terms of spending. It was first last year, second this year. Now, positionally, this one's a little odd to me. I guess they have three guys that have decent contracts, but none of them big ones. 15th in quarterback spending. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was last year. Oh, no, no, I'm right. No, they were 25th last year with the same three guys, strangely enough. This year, they're 15th. Now, I assume that's because... Brady retired, so now the Bucks fall behind them, things like that. And Kenny's contracts are a little bit more as a first-round pick this year than it was last year. So last year, they were 25th in quarterback spending. This year, they're 15th. On the O-line, here's the big jump. They were 31st in O-line spending last year. Now they're 11th, and I'm happy about it, to be honest with you. Go spend on the O-line. It's great. Last year at running back, they were 20th. Now they're 24th. Who knows, they may add another body there too. I mean, Snell or who knows. 
At wide receiver last year, they were 20th in spending. This year, they are 13th. Everybody's just escalating a little. Allen Robinson makes money. At tight end is basically the same. You know, draft picks don't affect you much. You go from 30th in tight end spending to 27th this year. So on defense, again, they were on defense, they were first overall. Now they're second. They're still first in D-line spending. First last year, first this year. I assume they don't break this down by exactly which players. That has to include Watt and Highsmith. So I think it's their entire defensive front. And which it should. I mean, the fact that people call Watt a linebacker is bonkers. You know, I mean, so he is an edge defender. He is a defensive lineman. He's a defensive player. So when you got Cam, Watt, et cetera, et cetera, it's going to be expensive. But they were first in D-line spending last year. They still are. And maybe even we'll extend that once, you know, speaking of extensions, when Highsmith resigns. At linebacker, amazingly last year, they were sixth in linebacker spending and got so little out of it. You know, Bush's first uh, first round contract got a little higher, got a little higher, gave Jack some money. I'm shocked they were sixth last year in linebacker spending, and it was the worst position on the team. Now, at least, if it's the worst position on the team, which I think it is, you're 26th in spending. So... Maybe you get what you pay for and this year, and it's better than last year when you overspent like crazy there. Um, at corner, last year they were 18th. This year they're 12th, so pretty similar. And safety is going to be rather expensive because Minka is one of the highest paid guys out there, but it hasn't changed much, even though Edmonds is gone. They go from 12th to 11th in terms of safety spending, positional spending. So... They're one of the few teams that actually has more money invested on defense than offense, um, but that's gradually changing. You know, Cam's hey, you know, contract's not going to be there forever. You would hope you start keeping some of your own offensive players in their second contracts. Again, they were the youngest you know, uh, offense in the league last year, as well as the cheapest. So there you have it. That doesn't explain your offensive woes last year or growing pains, but it kind of does. <laughs> you were the youngest, cheapest, and oh, by the way, healthiest offense in the entire league last year. Don't ever forget those things. All right. Over and out. Take care. Everyone have a tremendous weekend. I will probably record something over the weekend just so you have it in your ear holes there uh, Monday morning. All right. Take care. Take care.